The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. And we are back for another episode of the Salubus Podcast. This is Kalu. This is Chris. This is Brennan in the background. And today we've got, you know what? It's because JP messed it up for me because when I started saying special guest, like I, now I can't say that shit anymore. So what's the term I'm supposed to use? Uh, most honored. Most honored. I like that. Our most, most honored. honored. Yeah, yeah. Most okay. distinguished. Most distinguished. Yeah, okay. I'm totally fine with whatever you guys want to say. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, we have a most distinguished guest today you, that we are most honored to have on our episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, this is, well, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Jessica Mann. I am JP Mann's better half. Hey. And he was on the show a couple weeks ago. Good, good, so. good. So anything else that you want to talk about? Or are we just going to sort of go into it? And like anything more about who I am as yeah, a person? Yeah, yeah, as a, yeah. As a person, yeah. I mean, because like we could be here all night, y'all. All right, um, fair enough. I am a writer. Okay. I have a degree in English literature. Uh-huh. And I work in a vet's office. Nice, nice. Is that enough? Yeah, perfect, okay. perfect. <laughs> Is that okay? All right, so we, uh, for a lot of you guys that have that have listened, uh, we're having uh, JP's wife on uh, and es- essentially as a, I guess you can call it as a response to his episode. So the episode that we had with him was on depression and uh, we called that one behind the mask. And so uh, one of the things that we thought would be really interesting to do is to have the mindset of someone who is sort of a, a loved one or a family member or anything like that of someone who is dealing with depression. And so um, we've got a, we've got a whimpering dog. And so Chris <laughs> has got to step out for a second, but um what we thought would be really cool is, is to have that perspective because I don't think that that's something that is given enough light. And so uh, Jess was good enough to uh, agree to come on and, and just tell her story. And I think that it's something that could possibly resonate with a lot of other people who are you know, related to or associated with others that are dealing with things like depression. So um, let's just let's go right into it. Like, how did it all start? Where did you... Where did you start to notice it, or how was it? For, how was it for you? Yeah. So with Jay, with Jay, um, I noticed pretty much almost immediately. Really? Um, yeah. Within like our first year of dating, I noticed that he would have like these like bouts of like melancholy, mm-hmm. and he would be like super okay, and then like super not okay, and I was like, what is going on with this guy? These like mood swings. And then, like, when he would get down, he would get really down. Yeah. And, like, little things could get him down. You know, it, it, these weren't, like, big things. Like, like a family member died sad. It was, like, just an inconvenience that would, like, make him sad. And he would just, like, plummet. Describe the plummeting. Oh, yeah. So he will, like, have these, like, reactions. Like, okay, for example, I remember one time we needed to get our licenses, our driver's licenses renewed. Mm-hmm. And we had forgotten to do it. And I'm like, eh. I mean, who wants to go? Down yeah, to I've, I've ridden dirty for yeah, like right? a so, solid like, month and a half. So, two but months. I remember we were like driving home one night, and he's like, all of a sudden, he has this like huge like, oh fuck, and I'm I'm like, oh my god, what? Yeah. And he was like, 
our, our driver's license says we forgot to do it. And I was like, that reaction was way too much yeah. for what that situation is. But for JP, he that like that's how he goes. And so like his highs and lows are always like very a lot. It's a yeah. lot. And and like so, but then when things do happen, like when we were first married, we were super broke. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone's married and they know what that feels like. Oh yeah. Um, and so like I've been there. Yeah, yeah. And so for him, like if we were like really scraping the bottom of the barrel on our bank accounts, he would get really low. Yeah. You know, and he like really like takes it all in. And so it took me a long, well, I, I want to say a long time, but it really didn't. It took me a while to figure out that those reactions were coming from this place of him like really struggling mentally and and that like and then I I figured out I was like oh shit he's fucking depressed yeah. and he is he like struggles a lot and so mm-hmm. for him like his depression often manifests itself in him feeling like he's not good enough mm-hmm. um so when things happen especially with us as a couple um like if we're super broke or mm-hmm. um you know he's like i'm not taking care of you i'm not i'm not being a good husband or a good provider um but yeah like i i i figured it out probably within a year of us getting together mm-hmm. um and so then and we have been together for 12 years yeah. and married for 10 and so it has taken me like all this time yeah. to even get him to this spot where he was on the show and he yeah. was even talking about it. Do you think that like, do you ever worry or did you worry that people, well, the way that people kind of toss around the term depression or depressed, did you get worried about trying to, or trying not to label him or bunch him into that? For Cause a some people could be like, Oh, you're just having a bad day. Oh yeah. Then... Yeah. No, for a while I did only because I knew that it bothered him. Okay. Um, I am super okay with talking about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm super okay with saying that I'm depressed, that like I come from a family where mental illness is like, that's just us. We all have, you know, brown hair and we're kind of fat and we're all mentally. <laughs> we all, we're all mentally unstable. <laughs> yeah. And so for me, like when I realized it, I was like, oh shit. So we're dealing with this. Okay. And I remember like I would try to broach it a little bit and he would be like, no, like immediately put up his walls. And I was like, okay. So with JP, I've learned that there are ways that I need, I need to approach him and I need to give him time because he, it takes him a long time to process lots of things. So I don't even think that he processed that he was like really struggling mentally. Like he knew that he was, but he would never have come out and said, I'm feeling depressed. And Mm. I think that I need to see someone. It was me who was like, okay, let's start laying down some breadcrumbs. And then, like, let me build up to telling him, I think you need to talk to someone. Yeah. But, um. How hard was that conversation? I mean, oh, we, I remember yeah. when JP told, you know, when he told the story, <laughs> but did it come, was it one of those things where it actually came to a head where it was like, just like he said, where you said you were scared to come home? Typically, yeah. So that was our most recent conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, in, in past years, it typically was, um, I would bring that up when he, when he, when something would happen and he, he would just, I, I could see him because I know my husband so well, I could see him starting to like fall under, really? you know, I, I always think of his depression as this like huge tidal wave, you know, and sometimes he's like bobbing along in the ocean and mm-hmm. that's him being like kind of okay. And then I can see that wave coming over and I'm like, oh fuck, I got to grab him, you know? And 
so normally, like, if I saw that kind of coming on, I started to say, you know what, babe? Why don't why don't you talk to someone or why don't we go to, to talk to someone together? Mm. Um, you know, like if you would feel more comfortable with me being there, because um, I've been to therapy in the past. So I was like, you know, I could be your buddy. I'm your buddy. Like I'm your wife. And I could sit there and you could just talk to someone, someone who doesn't know you. Mm. He put the kibosh on that uh, fuck immediately. Yeah. And <laughs> and it's- so that took me 10 years to get him into a therapist's office. And yeah. so it used to be that I would be like, very sweet about it and baby why don't you maybe talk to someone and then it became you fucking need to talk to someone because this is getting out of control because as the years go on like his depression is getting worse and worse Mm -hmm. and then he was making those jokes about suicide and i was like oh that's what we're doing okay gonna be a no from me yeah um and so our most recent conversation (laughs) and i think he talked about that on his his show was that he makes those jokes. And you said that you make those jokes yeah, I said to your wife. My, I, yeah. I did that shit one time. I literally, I was listening <laughs> to JP's podcast and I heard you say that. And I was in my car and I said, oh, Kalu, no, you didn't. Yeah. Because JP would say that to me for, he's been saying that to me for years. And it wasn't even suicide. It was just like me dying. Yeah. Where I was like, hey, babe, you can get new fake tits. You can get a new boyfriend all sorts of shit. Oh, yeah. Nope. JP, you'd have my insurance money. Mm-mm. There is nothing <laughs> I want to buy that badly that I don't want you to be here with me. Yeah. Um, but for JP, he always referenced suicide. And yeah. it was always, I could just, you know, he talked about running his car off of a bridge and, you know, I could run into a tree. And as a wife... I mean, I, I love this guy. So I fucking married this guy. Like, I love this guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he's talking about wanting to kill himself. And so I would always get upset and I would always cry. And then the most recent, he he was saying something like, um, don't you just wish that you didn't have to deal with me and that you, wouldn't ha- that you didn't have to put up with me? And don't you ever think about what your life could be like if you weren't with me? And I was like, no, I don't. And then he said that thing about wanting to kill himself. And I said, you know what? I got you. I actually do know what my life would be like if you killed yourself. I do have a plan. Like I know exactly how my life would be if he killed himself. Yeah. If, if that was what he did. And I know exactly how I would have to live after that. Talk about it. Oh, what my plan would be. Yeah. Yeah, I would have, I would, I would completely lose it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm pretty emotional. (laughs) I told you guys that before we started. Yeah. 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 I'm emotional. And losing JP is the worst thing that could happen to me as a wife. Yeah. Oh, the tears might start. It's okay. It's um, all right. It's all right. And, you know, whenever he would say it, I would cry. And then that, that conversation would be over. It would be over. But I've, in recent years, I've realized that I need to meet his depression head on. Okay. Like, his depression is strong, but so I need to be stronger than his depression. Yeah. And that's tough. Mm. So when he, most recently, which was just, I guess, a couple months ago, when he said that, I lost it. Really? I mean, I'm, I mean, I like, I was like, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah. And so my life would be never leaving Bowling Green because this is where he would be buried and Mm -hmm. I couldn't bear to be out of state. Yeah. And I would, I would have to like, everything in my life would stop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have to like move in with my sister-in-law and like, I would have to like, I would be like that Italian widow, you know, like a bunch of cats and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like always wearing black and like throwing myself on the casket. Like that's how I would be. And I don't even think I would ever be able to be with another man. Did you, do you ever wonder like, cause I've seen in, in different relationships where it's like, um, I don't want to call it like a thing to test 
test your oh, just to test just you. to see yeah so I used to think that's what he did, what why he was saying it, and maybe it was. Maybe he's like, I don't know, is this girl like really for for real into it? Um, but then I think a lot of it too was just his depression because I mm. I truly think he didn't really say yes or no to this when I brought it up. But I really think for JP when he says it out loud that he wants to kill himself, I think sometimes he feels relief. Because sometimes, like I said, it's a tidal wave and sometimes it crashes down on him so hard that I think even just saying it as like, that could be, that could be a thing. Mm. I could kill it's myself. Like a catharsis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, like, okay, like for me, like if I'm having a bad day, I'm like, I could have a glass of wine and like that gets me yeah. through the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, oh, that glass of wine. And, and I'll feel so much better. But I think for JP, when he says I could kill myself, I think for him, a tiny piece of him thinks, you know, we could do that and this would all stop. Mm. All of this hurting, all of this mental fatigue, all of this struggle, it could really stop. And so sometimes I think he, maybe early on he was testing me, but now sometimes I think maybe he says it out loud just as like a, you know, that could be our, and when I say our, I mean for him, like Mm. him and himself, like that could be our thing. Like we could we could run our car off of a bridge and and then Jess wouldn't have to worry about money. Wow. Yeah. And so we think so by by ending his life and and completing suicide, it's he's he's serving a better purpose than by being here. Actually, yeah. And the way that you said it is almost exactly how he says it, because he says, I'm worth more dead than alive, is what he tells me. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever is so, listening to this, please don't ever tell your spouse that. Yeah. Because yeah. it is fucking difficult to hear. It is really difficult. And lots of my conversations with him when he says that are me like like crying, like yeah. sobbing. And so that last conversation when he did that, that's when I I think on his podcast he said that I had a really big set of balls. Yeah. Um, yeah. With him I have to because mm. His depression can be really overwhelming. It's like the third person in our marriage. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's that's a that's an interesting mm-hmm. way to uh It's me and JP and then JP's depression. Yeah. It it reminds me of like um do you remember watching Dexter? Like he would he would call his thing his dark pat- and all of his Well, uh, he would call it he would call it his what? Laboratory? Shut up. He would say his dark passenger. <laughs> I was like, what? You know? And like, it's the it's that darkness that sort of travels with you. And yeah, uh, JP has that the dark passenger. Which one of y'all said Dexter's Laboratory? This motherfucker right here. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what he was talking about at first, <laughs> like, and like, I've so never seen that show. But I was like, I'm pretty sure there's not a lab in Dexter. No. I, I was like, I think he's wrong. I don't want to tell him he's wrong, but I think you're wrong. I don't think I've ever watched Dexter, but. It's a uh, no. Well, he's got it's like good. You're in it, huh? I'm in it. Yeah, you're the pretty, main character, pretty much. I believe it, pretty much. <laughs> so, um, I, I want to know more. I, I want to know now that we've sort of we've we've given life to this third person, this dark passenger. Yeah, what we want to call. It. Let's talk more about that person. Like, when what other times does this dark passenger kind of set in and interfere with your marriage? And you're saying like. Hey, because you said that you have to be stronger 
than, than that, his depression. Than his depression. Yeah. What does that mean? Because one of the things that he said in the episode was that you would write stuff like on the mirror. And I like, did. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not kidding. So um, I. And you have... seem like a ray of sunshine about that stuff. And when he was just like, "Bitch, I don't want to see it." He's <laughs> yeah. just on so, there. so y'all, I got out my color pencils. Yeah. Because mm-hmm, obviously I have color pencils, and I got out my notebook paper, and it was one of. It was during one of his like bad spells and he goes through these spells and I was like, I need to do something. I am his wife and I promised for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, we need to step up. So I told myself, self, we need to step up. So, and I've read all kinds of articles about like what you do if your spouse has depression and how do you reach them and what works for people. And so I got out my notebook paper and I got on Pinterest Mm -hmm. and I found all of these like affirmative Pinterest seems like the worst place to look up for anything dealing with depression I, well really? I didn't when I looked on Pinterest I just wrote encouraging words oh okay and so I and then like I put up my own things so and then I taped them to our bathroom mirror yeah like all over the side so you could still see yourself in the center but there were all of these taped up on the sides and I used all these pretty colors and I wrote things that said I value you as a husband I love you you're a good provider because yeah. those are our reoccurring themes with Jay sure um um, you are strong, you are, um, you're a hard worker, you're a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, and then I just like found these like encouraging phrases and yeah. I literally y'all tape them all over our really? mirror. And so he come, cause he, when I did that, he was working night shift. And so he comes home that morning. He's like, ah, oh, I like, I knew he was going into the bathroom <laughs> and he flips on the light. He's like, yeah. babe. And I was like, I know that you're. <laughs> I just want you to be like look in the mirror and, and see that and see this. It's like I'm trying to brush my teeth. I know, and he's and I know in his head he's like I don't fucking want to hear that. Like you think tomorrow is going to be better while I'm like gargling with my mouthwash. Oh my god! But I I just thought that like maybe like if it was like if he saw it every single day, yeah, that he would maybe start to at least not believe it, but have it in his head. Yeah, I'm a good I'm a good husband. I'm a good provider. I'm stronger. Like, yeah. I'm stronger than this. Yeah. So, and like, y'all, <laughs> Yeah. I, I can be a ray of sunshine. And I think, like, I told you before the podcast started that, like, it was fated that JP and I were together. And I truly believe that because, and even my therapist said um, that. That's awesome that you can just openly say. Oh, y'all, yes. My therapist. <laughs> yeah. I know you guys do those shameless shout outs. The cognitive therapy or the cognitive refinery is, yes. do you know it? Uh, I'm trying. Megan was the one that. Oh, I love Megan. She's great. I literally, I, JP, JP told me he was like, "Don't name names." I'm like, I want to tell everyone about Megan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's my therapist, guys, and she is awesome. That's good. That's she really is good. great. Yeah. But see, like for me, mental illness isn't stigmatized. I yeah. grew up with that. I told you before, my mm-hmm. mom is a drug addict. Like my dad has bipolar. Like mental illness. Yep. Yeah. Definitely swimming in that pool. Um, so that's not stigmatized for me. But my therapist, she said, because I obviously I talk about JP a lot, um, and she's also really proud of him for going on the podcast. Yeah, that's she was awesome. super proud about it. Um, so um, she said, she said, I think that you and JP are actually like um, on that um, Myers Biggs or Myers Briggs. Yeah, we are actually exact opposites. Like really? who we are, we are. She said, "I don't think I've ever actually met people who were complete opposites." But I, I'm pretty sure that JP so it's and I are. When you know you marry for love, at that point. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, I truly believe that 
I was supposed to marry JP because I don't think that if he had married someone from Bowling Green, because I'm not from here, I don't think that he would be in a good place right now. And I'm not, I feel like I'm kind of like patting myself on the back. And y'all, I kind of am, but like, JP really needed someone to be stronger than his depression. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know that the girls he dated before were not. Yeah. And I know that I am. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I, I think that, that was my optimism buoys him at, buoys him yeah, at times. Yeah. Um, it would be for, for me. And I just keep I'm going back to looking up, uh, uh, on Pinterest or something. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to try and motivate my, oh, shit, this macaroni recipe is fire. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So when I got on there, I was focused and I knew that I needed to save my husband. Yeah. And I know that like that is, no matter what I'm doing in my life, yeah. I am saving JP. Yeah. Like that's what I have to do. When do you, when is it that, that point where you, you kind of say like, he's got to save himself? Yeah. So I know that too. Yeah. Um. Which is why after him and I had that big blow up about mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, I actually do have another plan for my life if you decide that you, you know, want to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told him, I was like, this is it. You're mm-hmm. going to therapy. So I'll find a therapist for you or you can find one. But we're done now. I'm done tiptoeing around it. I'm done trying to be all sugar and sweetness. You're fucking going. Hmm. Um, and so that's, I knew that he can do this, but I needed to push him into it. Um, but like when he goes to his sessions, I try not to pry too much because this is his journey. Mm. Um, I'm glad you recognize that too. That's something that I don't feel that a lot of, uh, couples who experience something like this understand. It's like a lot of people think that they can just jump in the driver's seat and I, I can admit this because I'm a fixer. Yeah. And it, it like it kills me when I can't solve something. Yeah. And so when it's something like this, if it was like affecting my wife, like I just like it sucks just sitting there. Well and because I can say like, well go work out or go do this or go do this. Yeah. And it's just Yeah. You know? And and you know, I think too, as a spouse, mm. that yeah, that feeling of helplessness is always real and it's always there. Um it can almost depress you a little bit. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, and it, 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 it's a hard thing for a human being not to take even some of that stuff personally as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was a time, especially because like I met JP when I was 19 and mm-hmm. we got married when I was 21. So I was really young and I didn't understand the full extent to how depressed he was. And it was, I did feel like, is there something wrong with me? Am I doing something wrong? Um, and then, you know, as I've gotten older, I've, I see it for what it is. Um, and yeah, I, I want to fix it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love this guy more than anything. And I want him, I don't want him to be sad. Yeah. You know, and I don't want him to be depressed. And it's hard because I can't, I literally, there. I cannot go into his brain and fix it. Yeah. What were some of the things that, as a 19-year-old, <laughs> that you internalized when you would be like, well, like, I'm not doing anything or that you're not doing anything to help like describe that feeling of not being enough for him oh because i um, feel like people have that too and i feel like that's probably why a lot of people like end relationships with someone that's that's going through absolutely um you know for me especially as a 19 year old female um definitely always thought that it had something to do with the way that i looked um Mm. like if i was gaining too much weight if i wasn't attractive enough if and the thing that people have to understand is that 
depression not only zaps your mental energy, but it affects the way that you like walk through the world and it affects everything, Mm -hmm. whether you want to eat or eat too much or whether you want to have sex Mm -hmm. or like everything. And all of those things when you're in a relationship affect the other person. Yeah. And so when your partner is struggling and like they don't want to talk to you and you can see that they're keeping something from you because for JP and I think for men in general, they don't want to talk about this. Mm. You know, they're not going to say, actually, yeah, babe, I do want to tell you that I'm depressed. You know, JP would never say that. I mean, not back then. Yeah, yeah. And um, did you think that he was like, like cheating or something like that? Like, what are you saying that he was like unattracted? Like, it seemed like he was unattracted to you. And no, stuff like that? no, I didn't think that he was cheating. Um, but I knew. And I knew that he was struggling and I tried to keep that in mind. But also I was young and I thought, I mean, he just like doesn't want to talk sometimes. And, you know, I'm like wearing my cutest nightie and like he's just like he doesn't he's not interested in anything, not just me, but just like our life together, like us building this brand new life. And he just like isn't interested Hmm. and then sometimes he would be and those times would be so great you know and i think yes if we could just stay like this for always yeah and when i was younger yeah i was super optimistic about that i was like oh the highs are gonna be there forever and they're not yeah and you know as we went on i realized (laughs) what what this was um but yeah you know in the beginning and that was a lot of me too, like having self-esteem issues. So I think I projected a lot onto him. Okay, you know? that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. did you struggle with that yourself? Oh yeah, before absolutely. Even yeah, him? absolutely. I mean, like I've always been a chubby girl, and then like I got really happy with JP. So then I was like, I'm like super happy, <laughs> yeah. and I'm eating, and then I gained weight, and I was like, I'm too fat for him. And he would never say that. Just so yeah. we're all clear, like, but yeah, like I had my own self-esteem issues, yeah. and then then he like isn't doesn't really want to interact. And I'm like. Oh my God. Yeah. My marriage is falling apart. We've only been married six months. Yeah. Um, One of the things that we've said, and I think that it applies here, we've said this on our much earlier episode. We said uh, your your highest highs are ne- are typically never as impactful or as strong as your lowest lows. And it's a shame that that's how for, life yeah. kind of is. Yeah. I would imagine that it's especially the case when you're, when you're in a relationship where depression is, yeah. is something that people are suffering yeah. from. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, you know. And and I've been there before. I've totally been there before. Yeah. Where like you talked about that. Yeah, a yeah. Bit you want to hang on to those high moments like so much. Yeah. But when they just go away, you're kind of like oh, back down to zero. Well, and so sometimes yeah. you can, if you, if you're not careful, you can put yourself in a position where you start trying to manufacture things to get you up to a high. Well, I will say. Um, because like my therapist has talked a little bit about that, you know, when people are depressed, like they seek out other forms, mm. drugs, alcohol, food, whatever, porn, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that JP has never done that, mm-hmm. like those types of things. And I, and I watched for that because I, I grew up with that. <laughs> um, so I mean, like my mother was a drug addict and my grandmother was an alcoholic yeah. and my dad struggled with alcohol. So I knew that. I knew that people did that, that yeah. when they were hurting, they used other things to try to numb that pain. And and so I watched for that with JP. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, again, I think that it, I think that I was supposed to marry JP because like the things that I went through in my own life, in, like my childhood, I knew to watch out for in him. Mm. You know, um, like I knew to watch out, like, is he drinking too much? Is he mm-hmm. smoking too much? Is he, are there like, 
things that in in mo- you know in moderation are fine, but is he like is this becoming too excessive? And he never did those things. Um, I'm sorry, I lost track of the no, question. No, it's uh, what I. <laughs> <laughs> I got going. No, 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 you're fine. What I do want to know is like, would you, are you comfortable with talking about your upbringing a little bit? Oh, yeah. Ask away. Yeah. I mean, talk about that because I want to see how that can, like how that has an effect on where you all are right now. Yeah. So, um, well, like you said, my mom was a drug addict um, and she Like you knew that? Like you like saw? Yeah. Yeah. Um, My brother found her crack pipes. I mean, like for real. Yeah. Yeah. and I knew that she always struggled. Um, yeah, pretty much as soon as I could understand what was going on with her, like I knew that what I knew what was going on. Um, so yeah, so she and she died when I was eighteen. Okay. Um, from like, well, she caught hepatitis C from yeah. using needles. Yeah. So um, my grandmother was an alcoholic. My mom's mom. So I like remember seeing. Her, um, like, when she would, like, fall off the wagon, like, putting, like, towels over her windows, like, shutting herself in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dad, um, he never drank while, my, while me and my brother were growing up. Yeah. Um, but I heard stories from, like, when him and my mom got together. He drank a lot. Um, but even when he stopped, and, like, as I was growing up, my dad has super anger issues. Okay. Um, and so what I see now is that he is depressed and also he was diagnosed with bipolar um which i saw definite highs and lows with my dad um but he would like punch walls he would punch my door when i was a kid my bedroom door so i grew up with all of that and so like for jp when he would say things like i don't want to talk about being depressed like that's so embarrassing i'm like no it's not (laughs) like embarrassing is your mom being a drug addict Yeah. yeah and like, that's super embarrassing because she would, like, try to, t- like, she would talk about it a lot, you know, because when she was sober, she'd be, like, you know, working the steps and all of that. And then she would, like, say it to my friends out loud. And I'm, like, you need to stop that. I'm yeah. embarrassed of you, you yeah. know. Um, But so that kind of stuff really, like, clued me into what mental illness was, even though I didn't really realize it at the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, with JP, he would say like, I'm embarrassed or I'm ashamed. And I'm like, there is nothing to be embarrassed or ashamed of. And I can promise you that like short of you cheating on me, Mm -hmm. there is nothing you can do that would ever make me pause or question my love for you. I still love my parents and my Mm -hmm. grandparents, even though they were (laughs) hot messes. So, um, with, with that in mind, with your upbringing and all that kind of stuff, what exactly did you see in JP? I just saw JP. Well, in the beginning, when we were first together, I just saw him being really sad. And then as we as we talked more Mm -hmm. um, and he would talk about like things that bothered him or things that had happened. And I don't he didn't touch a lot on his I guess he I guess he touched a little bit about it on his episode. But some things that JP went through and I talked about this with my therapist, Mm -hmm. (laughs) with my therapist. And she said, you know if JP has any had any kind of trauma in his life that could cause him to be And that was something we had asked about. Yeah. yeah. So um I'm just going to say it. Oh, so it's like if you don't feel No, like it, no, like... it's about JP, but you know like one of his uncles killed himself when mm. JP was like 8 or 9 and JP found the body. So like that's traumatic. Mm. Um and his mom has a history of like mental illness in her family mm-hmm. and 
but like they don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it took me a few years to see in JP. I, I like, like I self-diagnosed him and I was like, okay, so he's definitely sad. And then I'm like, oh, okay, he's definitely depressed. But like, what's going on? What's the, what are the reasons? And then like, he would tell me a little bit at a time. Um, but yeah, for Jay, it's, it's being sad. Um, but like we talked about like highs, high highs and low lows. Mm -hmm. JP will always tell you that he just wants to be numb. Like he wants to be like in the middle. He doesn't want to be too happy or too sad. He can hang out in the numb. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's where he wants to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for him, when things are great, you know, when we're like having a happy time, he is always waiting for the other shoe to drop and it inevitably will for him. And I, I don't like know Murphy's if, law. Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So. I don't know if it's just because he's looking for it that yeah. like it happens. But for me, I'm like, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm sad, I'm like, well, I'm sad. But for Jay, it's like, I don't want to be happy because, because that will lead to sad. That's always going to be the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that after, I don't know, a year or two of us like being together and then being married, um, I like I recognize that, and then I could recognize when he started to change. Mm-hmm. You know, when he would be <clears throat> happy, he's like, you know, his face lights up, and and he's so great, you know, and he and I can see him being happy, and then I think, in a couple of days, we're gonna be sad again. Yeah, and it will, and it will happen. Um, but yeah, like for him, I just always saw that like, and I guess I call it sad, but. For Jay, it's like sad, but it's it's more just this feeling of like I'm never good enough. He always lives with that feeling. Do you do you wonder if you're doing that like you're placing or you're labeling his emotion because you're putting it in reference to how you are? I, and you like know, maybe, maybe that's just homeostasis for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe it's just like yeah. normal. Um, you know, I'm just like trying pro- to like probably pro- it probably is true. Uh-huh. Um, but then also he has told me, okay. I mean, he has come right out and said, I just want to be numb. I don't want to be too happy or too sad. I don't, he doesn't like the way that he feels when those emotions are too strong. Okay. Now I have one, one question. And again, I am just trying to unpack here, right? Yeah. Do you ever wonder if your like your desire to stick through and push through and all this kind of stuff is more about wanting to more about love and wanting to be there for JP versus not wanting to be like a product of what you grew up with. Oh, um, I always knew that I wouldn't be a product of what I grew up with. I made sure of that, that like I made sure that my life was not going to be that. So whether I was with JP or not, I was never going to be that. I was yeah. never going to live that life. I had already decided That's that. That's good. Because um, I've seen people before that oh, like absolutely. you're like, you're just trying to beat your mom and dad. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I'm saying? Just trying to be better. No. Um, you know, I saw my mom and dad and I knew, I knew obviously what could be, you yeah. know, if I started whatever, you know, if I drank too much. And that's always something that's in the back of my head that like I come from addicts. And I, I believe that that's something that, if I overdid it too much, I could potentially fall into territory where I'm, where I'm using that as a crutch. Mm. Um, so I'm always like really careful about like drinking and I obviously don't use drugs, um, for obvious reasons. Um, 
so um no for for me and with JP it has always just been because I loved him. Yeah. And I I have always loved him and so um yeah sometimes it's hard to love him. Oh yeah, it's hard. Um, yes. <laughs> definitely hard to love um, and you know and general. I think that um and I don't I don't mean that in any way but full of love. Yeah. I think that if you're married it's hard to love the other person sometimes. Not sunshine Mar- and rainbows. Yeah. No, marriage is not a picnic. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if JP and I weren't dealing with these mental issues, marriage is fucking hard, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but then when you have this other, you know, like nebulous shadow always in the background, it makes it that much harder. Um, is it that shadow that is where, like, how do you... Okay, what are some of the things that you do to be stronger than than that shadow? Because you said... You you were saying like when you have a high high you're you're it's also in the back of your head like a couple days now yeah, it's we're gonna, gonna turn fall. into shit yeah like, um you know now I feel more comfortable just outright asking him or saying things to him so I'll say um you know like if you if you start to fall or um you know like if you start to feel sad or if you start to slip down like you can talk to me or if you don't want to talk to me now you can talk to me later um I try to like head it off at the pass you know um and I just try to do that with him always um because for for a long time I didn't want to talk to him about it because I knew that he didn't want to talk to talk about it Mm. I and and I knew that that was not healthy but I couldn't figure out how to like get to that like happy medium and I think for whoever is listening these are just my experiences with my own husband. And so that's how I'm approaching my husband. Whoever is dealing with a spouse who is depressed or is struggling with mental illnesses, please don't feel like I am the be all to end all. This is just how I can interact with my husband. I think it's it's not a one size fits all. Right. It, It absolutely isn't. And you have to know your spouse or your significant other and how they act and, and how, how that all you know, like from like I said, I know that JP is a, a wave. His mm-hmm. his depression is like this crashing wave. I don't know what it is for other people. Um, so for a while, I didn't say anything at all because I was like, well, I don't want to rock the boat. And he gets mad when I talk about it, and he gets mad when I self diagnose him. Um, but then now I'm just like, listen, mm. where are we getting there? Are we are we like getting to that spot where you feel? And it has it's actually been super great because. That with the combination of me and his therapy, he is communicating better with me. Mm-hmm. So he'll even say sometimes, you know what, I'm feeling a little off or I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling whatever. Um, and I want to talk to you just not right now, which is great because I'm like, OK, we're going to talk. Um, and that is better to me than like. That's him. that's a massive step that a lot of people don't even absolutely take. absolutely um and just like just so people are aware twelve years we've been together twelve yeah. years it's taken me twelve years like it's taken us twelve years to get to that so this is not easy and it's not quick yeah um yeah I mean I prayed for years that he would he would see the light that he would see my truth <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and I'd be like God I wish that he would just like get into therapy yeah um. And I remember like having an argument one day with him and he was because I said it and he knew I was going to say it because we, you know, have this conversation. I'm feeling sad or whatever. And um, and I was like, if you would just talk to someone mm. and he's like, stop fucking saying it. I'm not going to go see someone. And I was like, OK, well, and what I do is that like I file that away and I'm like, I'll give you 
six months or I'll give you a year and I'll bring it back out again. Dang. Yeah. So it's tough. Like it's like a lot, it was a lot of waiting. It was a lot of um, like planning mm-hmm. with Jay. Like I have to like, okay, let him get a little bit older. Yeah. Um, and then I think honestly, that's interesting you said that wait, wait for him to get a little bit older. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're taking a big bet right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're taking a huge, well, chance. and that's the thing. I, I'm an optimistic person. Yeah. So I knew that if JP left this world, it wasn't going to be because I wasn't trying. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, yeah, we're going to do this. And if I have to like wrestle this guy to the ground, you'll have to see my husband. He's a big guy. Like yeah. if, I, if I have to <laughs> wrestle him to the ground to like stop him from doing whatever it is that he feels, feels like he needs to do, like then that's what I'm fucking prepared to do. Like when I said for better or for worse, I fucking meant it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever we have to do, if we yeah. have to like, if I have to like strap him to the bed and like call yeah. someone. Um, but yeah, no, I have always had faith in my, in my relationship with JP, even when he doesn't have faith in, anything yeah describe a moment where you were at the end of your line you're like i've had enough of your shit like describe one of those because it like again you've said that you're optimistic and stuff like that but (laughs) sure but but surely you have time you're like i'm that tired of your shit i absolutely do i absolutely do um it was that day a couple months ago when we sat at the kitchen table and he said you would just be better off without me and think of all the money that you could get if i was gone and i was dead and i was like nope I'm not fucking doing this anymore with you. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, if you don't get into therapy, then we need to have a serious discussion. Hmm. Um, and I guess he, I guess he knew that I was serious. Yeah. Um, Cause it seems like you're that, but I mean, people might, might view what you're doing as sort of like keeping your happiness hostage. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. You know, um, you know how there's so many people out there. Yeah. You see all the posts on Facebook. It's like, don't waste your time with no man, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't, don't. So, You've seen all the quotes everywhere. Like, how oh, do you battle that stuff? Absolutely. So, um, okay, like, I'm, I'm going to use two examples. So, JP and then, like, my mom. Mm. Like, excuse me, I had to burp. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, God, just, just kill it. All just right. kill it. Turn it off. Yeah, it's just all shut done. it off. It's all done. <laughs> um, so, like, I knew with my mom... I knew that I could never save her. Like I couldn't stop her from using drugs. And I and I struggled with that a lot because I thought, well, I'm your I'm your kid. I'm your flesh mm-hmm. and blood. Like why am I not enough? Mm-hmm. But I couldn't do that. But I knew with JP that I could. Um and I can't I can't really explain how I knew um but I just, I just knew with JP, not that I could save him. I don't want to sound like I've got this like okay. savior complex. I was, yeah, I was gonna because ask I don't, about I don't, that, I, don't yeah. I don't think that. But I just knew that. I knew that JP needed a buddy, and I, I call us that a lot, buddies. And I think he gets frustrated when I say it because it sounds a little juvenile. But like, I'm his wife, absolutely. But like, he's my friend, mm-hmm. you know. And I wasn't gonna let my friend down, mm-hmm. so. Like, and I knew I could see sparks of light in JP, you know, mm-hmm. and I could, ooh, I'm getting a little teary-eyed. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> um, and I just knew that, like, he wasn't so far gone that yeah. I couldn't bring him back or that I couldn't help him come back. I don't want to say bring him back because that does make me sound like I think I'm like Jesus or something, and mm-hmm. I don't. Um, and I know that I have my own shortcomings, and um, but I just knew that, like, JP needed someone to hold his hand and walk beside him. And I knew that I could do that for him. Like, sure. like I knew that like with my mom and her addiction, 
that was way too strong. No one could get her out of that except for herself, and she couldn't do it. But like I knew with JP that I could be, I could be the partner that he needed. Sure. So. I think, like, for a lot of people, and, and I'm of this mindset, too. Well, and the, also, like, just to clarify, yeah, too, yeah. like, if you're, that's just for me and my oh, relationship, yeah. you yeah. know? Like, those, like, quotes that you hear and, and stuff like that, those are applicable in certain situations. And I am not condoning anyone stay in a situation that is hostile or abusive or, fate, mm. you know, deadly or anything like that. Like, if you are in a situation or a relationship that you you have to take care of yourself too. Yeah. You know, um, and that's, and that was what I was going to sort of talk about is that one of the things that somewhat makes it easier for, for me to reach out and, and sort of help people, if you will, Mm -hmm. is when I had the realization that like, I'm not in charge of your happiness. Yeah. Like where it's, it's not my job to keep you happy. And it's, it sucks having to, to, to think about that because at the same time, I'm also just like, I need to take, if, if we're using like my wife, for example, like mm-hmm. I'm supposed to take care of her. I'm supposed to do all this other stuff, but there's another part that's just like, she's still the driver, you know, in her car. This, absolutely. Is, this is her thing that she's got to take care of. Yeah, absolutely. And like when I, when I essentially started to believe that, then it made it, um, it made it easier for me to sort of, reach out, you know, and I'm not just saying just for my wife, I'm just saying like any of my other friends, Mm -hmm. it feels less like work. It feels less like some like crazy responsibility or something like that. Absolutely. So I was going to say, do you, did you, or do you even now feel like this kind of pressure? Like I've got to go and check on them and make sure that I'm doing all this stuff. Right. No, I don't. Um, I mean, I know that at the end of the day, JP is in charge of JP Mm. and I can, and even as his wife, I can only go. I can only take him so far, and that's why I knew that if he could get into therapy, then he could f- stop feeling like he was in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. You know that he could feel like he okay. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can, I can take this over, mm-hmm. and and yeah, my my happiness is also very important to me, which is why I put myself in therapy mm-hmm. because I knew that I couldn't be the best wife I could be for him if I wasn't taking care of my own shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. No. So still and like and. And, you know, I think that that's tough. I think that's a tough line to walk, um, especially when you're in a relationship and you're you're part of a couple. Yeah. It's hard to get because everything is so, like, mixed up. And um, and it's hard sometimes to – and I don't, I don't even want to call it being selfish uh, because I don't think that making sure that you're good is being selfish. Um, like, I don't absolutely don't think that putting myself in therapy was a selfish, dis- selfish no, it's, decision. No, we say, we say self-care is – Absolutely. Is me, it's me too, not me first. Yeah. You know and saying? that's absolutely so. right. Yeah. And um, well, and that's why I was such a big advocate for JP getting into therapy, but also, you know, like doing this podcast, like, because this is, those are his steps. Like that's going to be part of his journey. And I knew that it would be. Um, and I know that when he goes to therapy or, um, you know, like when he, t- when he did his episode, I could see that he felt a little bit of relief, you okay. know, that it was like, Okay, because I always imagine JP carrying these like huge pieces of luggage, mm-hmm. and like if he could just take like some some stuff out of what, those. What do we call that, guys? Traveling, traveling lightly. That's what we call. Oh, it. Yeah. traveling lightly. Yeah, yeah. That's what we say. I've been trying for years to get JP to do that because yeah. I always imagine that he's got these like huge like steamer trunks full of yeah. all of this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I knew that if he could just start talking about it, um, and 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 that the world didn't end. You yeah. know, I think JP had it like in his head that if you just said, "Hi, I'm JP, and I'm depressed," that like, boom, there's going to be this like explosion of whatever backlash or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in reality, nothing changed. Yeah, you know, the world still kept on, and I still love him and. His friends are still there, mm-hmm. and he. And I was telling you before, he got such positive feedback, yeah. and I knew that he would because I, I know. I um, JP is like a functional, depressed person. Yeah, like I thought he, that was interesting when he said, "Yeah, that. He can yeah, sort of absolutely." Just go through the day, he, go, just, he goes to work and he pays bills and and everything like that. Um, I am not. I have like sometimes I have like fits of depression. Um, so I'll go like couple weeks sometimes or like a couple months or whatever couple months mm, yeah describe like what what's that like the couple months oh yeah so that was actually just a few months ago and mm-hmm. it was a whirlwind um i'm a pretty happy person and i knew immediately when like every day i was sad and i hated everything because i don't hate everything mm-hmm. typically um and i sat down with jp and i was like i'm cracking up mm-hmm. and i need to find a therapist and so that's what I said. Um, and, and he knew. And I think I think for JP, when he saw my depression, it was maybe like a little bit of a mirror. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, my finger. Yeah, yeah keep going. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, I think seeing me, um, like crying. It's okay. <laughs> it was making a noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think seeing me, because like every day, almost every day I would cry. Um, And like I told you, I'm an emotional person, but like I don't have something to cry about every day. Mm. I mean, unless it's like a really cute dog. And then I'm like, I got her dog. But but like every day. And it was probably for like a good like, I don't know, two and a half months. So you'd you'd just wake up and cry or you'd just see something and just make you... Basically, I was like waking up and I like, I immediately, I hated being up early. I hated having to get ready for work. I hated everything. Hmm. And I would come home from work and I would just like sit there. I didn't want to read, which is like my thing. You know, Mm -hmm. like JP has golf. Like everyone has a thing. Like didn't want to read, had no interest in going to the bookstore, nothing. Hmm. And I think like seeing that, JP was like, oh my God, like this person that I love is struggling. And I told him, like I was like, (laughs) <laughs> that was probably when I was like my meanest with him. I was like, no, there's nothing that you can do. This has nothing to do with you. Um, and then finally I was like, listen, I'm, I'm obviously struggling. Yeah. And so I've made an appointment at a therapist's office. Yeah. Um, I think do you, one, do you think that that has in any way helped him kind of be a little bit more introspective about his own condition? I think so. Watching you. I think so. Yeah. Because, um, I, I was really struggling. Um, and then I, you know, I, I was like living for that appointment. Um, mm. because like, I think I started struggling in like October and I couldn't get into the therapist office until January. And I was like, Oh fuck me. I'm never going to make it to January. Why is that? Why, what? Why, why wouldn't you be able to get in there? I mean, oh, I don't know. You know, honestly, like- I think it was because like, I wasn't suicidal. I think that they probably could have seen me sooner if I had said like, listen, I'm going to slip my wrists, you know, but I, I wasn't. And yeah. I knew, and I knew that like, I wasn't suicidal. I was just struggling, but I knew that I could struggle until January. Mm. Do you and- have a lot of friends? Do I? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I do. Um, it's like, what is that question? Kaluda, <laughs> <saying>, <laughs> <Kaludan>, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
don't say sometimes. I was like, what kind of shampoo do you use? Do I look like I don't have friends? No, no, I'm just saying. Like, if. Just some people to talk to, man. <laughs> like, oh. damn, if they're telling you like October no. to January, you're just like, I mean, well, there, there's, there's, you know, obviously Halloween is always lit. I always think it's fun. There's Thanksgiving. There's Christmas. There's like no. all these things going well, on. And I, I like, will, okay, I will tell you that like once I made that appointment, I did feel relief. I felt like okay. You saw the light. I saw the bit. light. Yeah, and you know, even even when I'm depressed, even when I'm struggling. I know that there's a light there. I know that there is. Like I, my therapist says that I have a lot of emotional reactions and it's absolutely true. Most of like situations in my life, I approach in an emotional way. Um, But my rational mind still does step in most of the time and say, listen, girl, it's fine. You'll, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And I knew that. I knew that I wasn't going to kill myself. I I knew that I knew that I wasn't going to do anything like that. And when I knew that I had taken that step and I got myself an appointment and also, like, I was making ch- other changes in my life, too. So I knew that the things that were making causing me to be depressed wouldn't be around for very much longer. Do you, do you care to elaborate on that? Because I think, you know, again, other people that are uh, spouses or significant others or close to other people that are dealing with depression, they are probably going through some other stuff on their own. Yeah. So, like, what was what other things were you going through that or that you had to fight to yeah. be able to get so, um. A lot of it was work related. Okay. okay. Um, I was really struggling in the job that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like our living arrangement, um, the apartment that we were in was made me unhappy. Mm. Um, so we um so I I hit the pavement. Well, hit the pavement, not anymore, everything's online, but I like I sent him <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like She's hit the pavement. Yeah. With my resumes and my like jaunty little skirt, you know. No, I didn't do that. Jaunty. (laughs) (laughs) Super confident. No, um, what I ended up doing was I, um, since I hated the apartment that we lived at and I hated my job, I would wake up and I would go to my sister in law's apartment. Um, cause I absolutely adore my sister-in-law yeah. and my brother-in-law, um, JP's sister and her yeah. husband. Um, and I would go there and I would take my dog and I would take my laptop and I would spend 12 hours over there really? and I would, I would just put in like a resume after resume. Um, and like you asked me if I had friends or like, yeah, like people yeah, to talk to. Like, yeah. yeah my sister- <laughs> you remember that? Come on. Yeah. That one time you were an asshole a couple minutes ago. <laughs> Really awful thing to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, my sister-in-law. I I felt. Um, and you know, even like. <laughs> did y'all see his face too when he asked me though? He was like, "Do you even have friends?" Know, <laughs> it was this like incredulous look. Like, oh my god. All right. Um, no, you asked me if I had people to talk to, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I do. I have lots of friends, yeah. but. Um, even for me, even though I like mental illness doesn't really stigmatize for me, there wasn't, there was still a lot of people that I didn't want to talk to. There were only certain people that I wanted to talk to. Obviously JP, but my sister-in-law, yeah. I would, on my worst days, if like JP was at work or whatever, I would go to her house and like hit the door and I mean, not like literally hit the door, but I would like walk in the door and I would like cry. Really? And, and I would be like, Jenny. And she would just like come running out of her office. Okay. Okay. 
And I would just cry. And my brother-in-law would hug me and she would hug me. And, and then I would be like, okay. And like a lot for me, I always need to cry before I can make a decision. Like yeah. I got to get all that shit out, you know? And then I, I'm like, that's one thing I'll never understand about like, oh, cause my, my wife is like that. Oh, listen. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's probably, um, being men. I don't mm-hmm. think that you guys have ever been encouraged to like have a good cry you want to do it by yourself. You want to do yeah. it with someone that you really trust. But absolutely, you should do that because yeah. crying—it's like um, I don't know, like when you have an infection and they like squeeze the infection out and then it, like feels better. Mm-hmm. Crying gets all of that all shit that out. Pus, that emotional. Yeah, pus just like <laughs> the emotional pus. That's a really good. <laughs> I actually really hate that. I hate that, that word too yeah. because I'm afraid I'm gonna like mispronounce yeah. it and like say it like yeah. Pus. And I it was stop it. <laughs> God, that's so gross. (laughs) But um, but no, and and you know, I think um, women, people think that women are like always so emotional. So they're like, oh God, look, she's crying. But honestly, we've tapped into a secret that men just don't know that that like that's why we be dying. That's why we're like yeah 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 no no hypertension yeah Yeah, no fucking joke because you know what you're doing when you're like taking all that in you're just like push it down push it down those are tears you're pushing down well legit like there's times where i'm like oh here I, it, i'm gonna have me a good cathartic cry and it'll start and then all of a sudden it'll just stop and i'm yeah. like wait where did that shit go like <laughs> yeah. we're so trained to you're get so trained that it's just not even but it, pro- it probably yeah. Fe- yeah it probably feels very unnatural and so as men you're like oh that feels unnatural i should stop that mm-hmm. yeah um so just heads up to like you three and then also men listening to this show mm-hmm. you should cry yeah mm-hmm. the, the key for us is you gotta throw on a soundtrack if mm. you want, if you want to tap into that shit, you gotta tap. It's gotta it. be music. Yeah, it's gotta be some oh, music. Like and a then you sad gotta, song has yeah, to start you, you off like, crying. This was written about me. I swear to fucking god. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, absolutely. whatever you do, you whatever whatever gets you there. <laughs> yes. But you know, and honestly, for me, I love to have a good cry. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'm just like, I'll go weeks and I'll be like. God, I haven't cried in a while. I so should probably do like, that. I'm gonna start some shit. Yeah. And then make myself <laughs> I'm, gonna, cry. I'm gonna start arguing with JP so I can cry really hard and he can feel bad. And afterwards, like, thank you. No, babe, thank you so much. No, um, yeah. And so for me, um, yeah, I have a good cry. And then trying to get through all my shit, I was, I was applying for a new job. I found us a new apartment. Um, like wallowing yeah definitely is like something that i do in depression but honestly i was like i need to fucking fix this yeah. like i'm i'm a grown-ass woman and mm-hmm. i need to i need to fix my shit and so got myself a, a therapy appointment got a new job i got us a new place to live that's a glow up right there man good lord listen girl i'm always glowing yeah, up i am yeah. always like gotta do it yeah and and you know honestly too because like it really freaked jp out to see me so upset um, because I've been his like cheerleader. I'm like, we can do it, babe. Yeah. And suddenly I'm like, I don't fucking care what we do. Well, that's part, I would imagine that's part of the functioning part with his depression. Like if, if he is like, if uh, other, there's just other parts that essentially have to be in order. Like, I think that even while he might be in a super low He's still hyper aware of you and what's going on there. Yeah, and it, because I'm part of his world. And yeah, so and you're, his, you're supposed to be a constant. And when yeah. he sees that not there, he's just like, oh shit, what's happening? Yeah, right and there? so he felt very off balance. Yeah. And and I could see he would like walk around our apartment like very aimlessly because I would just be like sitting there like in the chair, like, oh God, it, you know, just like slouch down and like, yeah. you know, I just, just blah, just like yeah. this like blah. And he would like, 
you know, tiptoe around me like, oh God, I don't, yeah. is it okay? Because it really wasn't okay and I wasn't okay. And I snapped at him a lot and he would be like, babe, are you okay? No, I'm fucking not okay. Like, look mm-hmm. at me. I don't, I don't do this. This, this isn't who Jess is. Yeah. Like, this isn't me. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, for me, depression, I, I don't feel like myself. But for JP, he's known depression so long that I don't even know if he knows who he is without it. Mm. Like, I know who I am without it. I'm Jess, you mm. know? But JP's like, I'm JP, and then this is my depression. Like, it, it, they're just, like, so interchangeable. Yeah. Um, there, there was one thing that he said, and I wanted to see what you thought about that. Again, uh-huh. because you are uh, you're, you're his cheerleader, you're happy, you're optimistic. He, we asked him, do you ever feel like you'll ever be happy? And he said no. Yeah. How, how does that make you feel? So that part of the podcast made me cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and not because I didn't know it, but, you know, it's it's hard to hear that. It, yeah. It's really hard to hear that. Um, and I don't know if he'll if he will ever get to the place where he feels happy more often than not. I would love for him to get to that place. But. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And it's sad. It is sad because that like would, I mean like even even thinking about that now, I just you know, I'm I'm being empathetic. I put myself in your shoes and it even makes me emotional because I'm just like if if I'm yeah. with someone there and they tell me like Yeah, like again, if you're because wife's... I'm a fixer and she said I will never be happy. Yeah, like if your wife said that to you, like how would that make you feel? Yeah. I this person be that there. you love more. Yeah. yeah. So um you know, honestly JP is having more good days than bad days now. Um, that, that you know, or is, is he telling you like I'm having? Oh, a good I can day see, today. I can see it. Okay, yeah, okay. and and he and he'll like kind of say it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I might just be, I might be completely off track. Like he might, re- he might hear this and say, "Nope, that's wrong." Um, it, it feels to me like he is, and I say that because he is being, um, more open with me. Um, about different things. Um, he's more open with me about his therapy, what he thinks about it. He's more like our communication has gotten much better. That's so good. yeah, so he'll um, he'll say things like, you know, can I talk to you or I wanted you to know or, um, you know, so then like we have these like very open, honest conversations. And to me, that's a step in the right direction for him. Yeah. So um, I don't know if, and you know, honestly, Happy, happy for me is a very umbrella term. What what's happy for me might be different. Happy for that's, you guys. That's and what so, I was going to ask. Yeah, and so like for me, happy is like when I walked in and saw all your dogs, I was fucking happy. You know, like for me, Chris was like you fucking dogs. Goddamn bouncing <laughs> yeah. off the wall. <laughs> no, like like all that like love like that for me. That's like sheer joy. Like yeah. one time I went to it like. I was like playing with this like like litter of German Shepherd puppies, and we were like, it was it was like a like a picture perfect Hallmark yeah. card. Like we were like running in a field, and like and I tripped, and like all these puppies like descended on me, and like for <laughs> me, I was like, it was like Nirvana. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. But you know, for JP, happy for him, and I don't know what happy is for him. He has mm-hmm. never told me that. Um, I know, I think that maybe happy for him is probably where he can get to a place where he feels more than numb most days that's Mm. probably um and 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 i don't and i don't know and that's honestly something that i don't know about my husband i don't know what i don't really know what happy feels like for him i know he said on our wedding day he was happy Mm -hmm. um but you know even 
I even kind of questioned that a little bit because we were still so new in our mm-hmm. relationship. Um, we had been together two years at that point. Um, and him and I were still trying to like figure each other out. And I hadn't yet started my crusade to save JP. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. But, um, it doesn't scare me away. It's not okay. something that I'm like. Because I was going to ask, like, what is going to be enough for you? Well, like, JP is enough for me. Okay. So. No, that's good. Like, yeah. In terms of, like, just his, like, just his happiness, like, I guess what you're saying is as long as he's here, as long as he's breathing. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Like, I can tell you that my status would be if JP killed himself. Mm. That would be fucking awful. Mm-hmm. That would be the absolute worst. As a wife, that would be the absolute worst thing. So yeah. during these 12 years, was there ever a point when you thought, I could get out now, I could be free, I'm not going to you know, know what happened to him and just run? Oh, you know, um, that's that's a good question. Um, so I think maybe once or twice I thought that. Like, what would happen if I walked away right now? Yeah. Mm. And I went back to Maryland and I never saw him again. And then, like, what would happen? What would happen? But yeah. but I I just never I feel like a lot of people have those thoughts. And, and you know what? Honestly, like again, this is me and this mm. is what I knew that I wanted for my life. Everyone's life is different. And if you if whoever's listening to this is in is in a similar situation and they can really see another life without that person, then you you need to you need to make whatever choices that you feel like you need to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew for me that I loved him, and I you know I moved here for him, and I. You moved here for, from Maryland. Oh yeah, so you said that you wanted to know just like sidebar. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not from Kentucky. I'm from Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I saw a Philadelphia Eagles sticker on the Damn back of your right. car. Yeah, I was born. In, I was born in Philadelphia. So you're an Eagles fan. Uh, no. I'm uh, all right. Go, no. Hey, hit uh, the shut, shut, it. shut it down. <laughs> yeah, I have. Are you a Ravens fan? Because I I'm, no, I'm not a fan of anything. Although oh, I did watch the. I thought she was about to say, like, well, I just don't like that they 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 kneel for the anthem. You know, like um, I don't like none of the football. That's, that's a okay. First of all, I don't talk like that. <laughs> Second of all, no, totally don't have a problem with them kneeling, and I that's know, probably it's, it's a separate everyone, podcast. Yeah, I mean, well, everyone that says like, oh, I'm not a fan of pro sports, I'm like, here we fucking go. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> No, that's that's not it. Oh, okay. I just I don't like really have a preference in my in my house in my life with JP. We watch golf, so oh, yeah. ask me about golf all day fucking long. Football, I'm like eh, but I did watch the the Super Bowl when okay. the that when uh, Philadelphia won. Um, the fans reacted exactly how I thought they would, which is why I don't go to Philly because those people are out of control. <laughs> yeah, I'm are. so sorry to any Eagles fans. I feel like I'll get oh, backlash for that. Yeah. Um, they know. They, they know do. They I know. know they They're know. proud of their yeah. like yeah, ratchetiness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's so right. But, I know. She's so but, right. Um, you don't see Dolphins fans doing a goddamn <laughs> thing. <laughs> you don't see golf people acting like that. Yeah, they're like, um, yeah, just little little play cups. Uh, um, no, so I'm from. Maryland Uh and when I graduated high school I moved to Florida because I had family down there and JP was down there and I met him in the parking lot of a Long John Silver's so was he showing off his system he was and (laughs) yes he was it was actually uh, I I had some friends these guy friends of mine and they were like oh you should come out with us um you know all these guys have like all their cars and I was like 
oh, that sounds so terrible. Um, but I didn't have, I ended up going because I didn't have anything else to do that night. And I was like, all right, I'll go. And I had like a little like boxy blazer. Yeah. Um, oh God, you had a blazer too. I had a blazer too. Yeah. Listen, I believe that the universe (laughs) is like in control a lot. And I absolutely believe Chevrolet is in control. that (laughs) (laughs) That I believe that the universe brought us together. Um, but so I, I showed up and I was hanging out with my friends and JP was there and he is so funny and he made me laugh and just something like something kicked in me. And I was like, I really like this guy. Um, but just so we're clear, I had to be the one to pursue him and ask him out on our first date. Yeah. And I put my number in his phone uh-huh. um, and I borrowed his sweatshirt. Like it was like a whole lot. And he's probably going to kill me, but I'll tell this one embarrassing story about us. Oh, here so we go. Here we go. We, There's so many things swirling in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> just start turning her down. Just start turning her down. <laughs> Babe, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. That story just didn't. Um, so we, um, I knew that I really liked him. And so I asked my friends, I was like, oh, you know, do you guys hang out with JP a lot? And um, they're like, oh, yeah, I think we're going to like go out later and see him or he's going to like meet up later with our group. And I was like, oh, perfect. Make sure my hair looks good. My outfit looked cute. You know, that I was looking cute. And I think we were at like Dairy Queen. Uh-huh. And um, he was there and he was so fu- Y'all, I mean, JP's funny. He's, he's such hilarious. a funny guy. And I really liked him. And I was like, I'm going to make my move. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my God, JP, do you happen to have any chapstick? I I left my lip gloss at home. Bruh. Yes. So he's like, oh, yeah, I do. So we go over to his car. He hands me this little tube of uh, Carmex. Oh, it was like a, l- a little pot. So I like, yeah. had to like, rub it on my lips with my finger. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. oh, my God. And, um, so I'm doing it. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to lean in. I'm going to kiss him. Yeah. Y'all, homeboy, he goes, okay, you can just put that back in the console and walks away as I'm like <laughs> leaning in. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know I look cute tonight. Yeah. And I'm like rubbing my lips, yeah. like super sensual. Yeah. Nope. He just walked away. And I was like, all right, well, yeah. that fizzled. Um, and then anyway, yeah, so I asked him out. Our first date was pie and hot chocolate. Yeah. And yeah. That and sounds awesome. That sounds all, really good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it Take was. notes, yeah. little fellas out yeah. there. Pie and hot pie chocolate. And hot chocolate. <laughs> pie and hot chocolate. It was super. It was super safe. Yeah. Obviously, we were in a public place. You know, like I don't really know this guy, but yeah. um, there's no Molly in the chocolate pie. There's no. There is none of that. There's no Molly. <laughs> <laughs> it took you a second, didn't you? <laughs> I was like, you were like, who the fuck is Molly? <laughs> who is Molly? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Um, no. And so, um, yeah. So that was that. was that. That's how we met. Um, and so we were together. And I, like, fell head over heels for him. And I knew. I was like, this is the guy I'm going to marry. I just knew it. Um, and so everything else for me was, like, just details. Like, oh, well, you know, we're not really from Florida. And at, at one point, I moved back home. And he moved here. Mm-hmm. So we did the long distance thing for, like, six months. And that was really hard. And so then he asked me to move out here. And I was like, yep. So, <laughs> you were like, yeah. No yeah, yeah, I packed my bags and I got my ass out here to Kentucky. Um, so, yeah. So, um, that's how I ended up out here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. so I really, I'm really committed to this guy yeah. and I would follow him anywhere. Yeah. And. Um, where do you, where do you all, where do you kind of see things going in the next few years? Like. Just with his journey, with where mm-hmm. you are in life, just where do you see things kind of happening? Yeah, so um, I I just see us, 
I think that it will take JP a while to feel any sort of semblance of like happy or okay or whatever. So balance maybe balance is a better word probably. Um, so for me, you know, in the next couple of years, it'll just be us still like trying to do this, this whole thing, trying to find a, like a, a better normal, a balance of normal. Um, I don't, I mean, obviously like I have goals for us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I say goals. I'd like for us to have a baby, but yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, sure. whatever. Um, but you know, honestly, like, I know just that, like as long as JP and I are together, we're like going to constantly be working. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to like constantly be like working on this like partnership that we have and just wherever we end up, you know, that's just, we're just going to be just walking this journey together. That's yeah. kind of where, it, but I mean, honestly, that's kind of where I always see us is just sure. like walking this path. And sometimes our paths diverge and sometimes they circle back in on our, in on themselves. <laughs> <Duh>. um, <laughs> um but yeah, we're just always kind of like working and growing. Definitely That's growing. Good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So where do you like as we start to wrap up, like what are oh, some Oh, it's over already? Huh? This is so fun. It is fun. <laughs> I literally could talk forever. Huh? No, go it's ahead. Good. like what are some what it are goes some by fast. It, it does. does like, go by you don't fast. realize. No, I know. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so like what are some words that you can leave someone with that's sort of oh, going through something like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not alone, first of all. Um, and that, that goes for like all people who are struggling, like you're not alone. Um, there are people who will listen, people who understand. I absolutely understand. Um, there are like trained professionals that can help you, um, that it's okay to, it's okay to stick with someone, but it's also okay if you feel like you need to break break yeah. that relationship that's, i don't that's really big it, it, it is especially it, because you, you like you were you're also saying like i'm i'm ride or die with my husband yeah you know it's almost saying? an episode in and of itself is yeah. like making determinations Make, yes. on when you have to save yourself mm-hmm. oh sure mm-hmm. i probably wouldn't be able to put much into that one because i you just know it you're just i like, just know it I'm here. And, and and that's and that's true for me i just know it mm-hmm. and other people need to listen to their what their gut tells them. Um, if you can absolutely see a life without this person, a happier life without this person, um, that's not loving them less. If you choose, if you choose yourself, or if you choose to leave, mm. um, I think. And I really wanted to hit on this, and I kind of didn't. But for men, it is absolutely okay to ask for help. In fact, I like demand any guy who's listening to this yeah. show, please, if you are struggling, please reach out. Please reach out to a friend hmm. if you have them. I guess Kalu doesn't, but <laughs> I oh, have- <laughs> he does it to himself. I he do. does. I do no, do it to myself. I, I also I have lots of friends if someone needs one. Um, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm like sorry. this mean asshole to my left <laughs> or to my right. I'm sorry, Kalu. Um, no, but for men, and that was something that I really, really wanted to say. Like for men, like a, it's okay if you're struggling. Yeah. It doesn't. You're not less of a man. Mm. And that was something that JP really struggled with, and I see that a lot with men. Like I gotta be big. I gotta be strong. I gotta save everybody. I've gotta be a fixer. Um, and so, but, but you are petty as hell for asking her if she had friends. No, right? <laughs> bitch. I, I said I meant because I was, I was asking do you have friends because. Of, <laughs> like God, we, just talk to a fucking friend, why don't you? 
<laughs> Don't come up here in our little recording studio <laughs> talking about your struggling. Hey, you want to come on my podcast so I can fucking so insult could- you? <laughs> And we're done now. We're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> Leave no. that bitch feeling all so conscious now. <laughs> it's because you said you had to wait from October to oh, January, yeah, and I, I was like, "Damn, I'd be reaching out to friends yeah, to talk to yeah. them and stuff." Like no, that. absolutely. And I think JP studying. I think you guys kind of said it too that like y'all suck. Man. Women, <laughs> women, <laughs> women have it easier. It's easier to reach out because you can say like, "Y'all, I'm just having a bad day," but. I know that if one of you guys said that or like if JP said, like guys are going to be like, stop being such a pussy. You know, like stop doing that. Stop. Your vulnerability is scaring me. You know, like that makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like men, absolutely. You feel like you need to cry, do it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it in front of anybody. Go to the bathroom. Do it in bed. Like by yourself if you feel like you need to watch or Mm -hmm. hear something that's sad and make you cry. Um, But honestly, like, if you're struggling, it's okay to struggle as a man. Mm-hmm. It's okay to ask for help if you need it. Yeah. And honestly, with like with therapy, and this is something like I had to really like get into JP's head, it's it's completely private. Like literally your therapist cannot ever even say that they know you. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, I asked my therapist, I was like, What happens if I see you in the grocery store? And she said, By law, I'm not even allowed to acknowledge that I know you. Mm-hmm. So talk to someone. Talk to someone who doesn't know you and who legally you are paying them to keep your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember my when I would uh, when I would go to therapy years ago. I remember seeing my um, uh, seeing my therapist out at a Mexican restaurant and just being like sitting there like drowning in a bowl of queso, and I was like, "That guy over there knows I'm kind of fucked up." just keep eating this queso yeah. and he's over we're there gonna probably talk like, about all this next there. time exactly. yeah yeah like, yeah we're talking about this yeah uh, next um, week. um but honestly you know like it's it's so good to know that you're not alone yeah and you're not you're you're absolutely not alone um again i realize that's super easy for me to say i know people are gonna be like what does that bitch know um but you're not and as and like for JP, like I was telling you, he got like lots of great feedback. And one of his friends texted him and said, you know, I I have felt the same way. Mm. I've struggled the same way. It was really great to hear you say that out loud. And, you know, you talked about it. Like you mm-hmm. go to therapy. You know my therapist. Like, <laughs> right? like, like yeah. Like, and, and what, like nothing bad happened. I wasn't like, oh, my God, how, you're a guy. Why are you in therapy? I'm like, great. You know, and even I talked about that with Megan. And she said that the way that she branded her therapy um, like her, um, like her branding and her logo, and then even like how the office is set up, it's kind of masculine because she didn't want to turn away men. Because lots of therapy is sometimes like angels and flowers. And let's be yeah. real: are you guys gonna call someone that you're like, no. I can't do this? She's gonna have potpourri in her office and fucking like Enya playing, and I don't want any of that. That's not manly. Yeah. So she purposefully branded her business so that men wouldn't feel intimidated. Um, because it's, I think it's a very difficult step for men to take. And I know it was for JP. Um, but yeah, like nothing bad will happen if you, you know, if you say that or if you seek out help. And the thing is, you don't have to tell anyone, mm-hmm. you know, you, it, you're not required to say like every person, you know, I'm in therapy, I'm in therapy. You can just be doing you and fixing yourself too. And, and I also, I think that it's also easier when you're not going and like telling everyone all the time, because I feel like you can you can wind up putting 
unnecessary pressure on yourself Absolutely. to kind of like fix it because then you uh you, you essentially start people will essentially put you on some kind of a timeline you know what i'm saying or they'll be oh, like oh they need to be yeah like you've gone to therapy once why aren't you why aren't you exactly. fixed yet yeah um and you know and that's something too to keep in mind that um if you or your partner is you know they're you're seeking out help it's gonna take a while hmm. it's it's not a one and done and it's not a band-aid um you're not less of a person if it takes you longer. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have to be in therapy for a couple months or even a year, um, you're not any less than. And yeah. being a man, it doesn't make you less than. That's you're good. not less masculine. That's really good to hear. Guys, do we have any other comments, questions, shameless shout-outs anything? or anything? Like um, well, I what immediately comes to mind for shameless shout-outs is Tyler Young placed second. Yes, in, he did. In his weight class at... Uh, USS Nationals? Something like that. Who's Tyler Young? He's a strong dude. He's a really strong dude. That yeah. like, literally does not clear it up for me <laughs> but at he's all. Got, like, is he a football he, player? Is well, he local? Who is yeah, he? You know how the heads are shaped on Charlie Brown? Yeah. That's how his head's shaped. And then he's got like oh a little... Oh my God. Yeah, Why are a, you saying that about him? I'm trying to describe him. And he's got a little <laughs> crustache and he's about my height. But he is real he, strong. He looks a little racist, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> Tyler looks racist. I, I, just, I had yeah. to throw that on yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, like, just a little yeah, bit. Just a little bit. I like if you literally don't no, know what no, that would look but, like. But I'll show you. Check this out. Oh my God. <laughs> She's going to bring up a picture of it. But yeah, Tyler placed second in his weight class. Well, and, good, good job, Tyler. And sixth overall. So he is uh, in the elite officially. Like yes. he's really... He's really eating right now. Oh, so that's great. Congratulations to him congratulations. and shout out to uh, Grade 8 Performance as well, his business that he's running. Great. That's him. He yeah. doesn't look racist. Tyler, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you do, really not, you you do not look racist. Oh, I was trying to throw an alley Even up. if I thought that, I wasn't going to say that. On, oh, damn. No way. No what way. About, what about this now? No way. He looks like a very perfectly respectable young man. <laughs> you, that, that's way off base. That's way off base. <laughs> well, I have a shameless shout out. Yes, Not only yes. just my therapist, which everyone should go to, I yeah. think. But JP, yeah. Hefty Lefty Club Works. Yeah, all day. If you're a golfer, please go to him. Yeah. He can do personalization, customization, anything really golf club related. And he's wonderful. I'm biased. Obviously, he's my husband, I but wish still. I was good at golf. I wish I was. Um, Kalo, he will too. absolutely listen. The three of you, he will absolutely take you out into a golf course anytime, anywhere. Oh, he man. doesn't. Yeah, he will absolutely. I love. Let's to go, learn. bitch. Yeah, dude, yeah, I'd love to learn. Yeah, he yeah. will absolutely take you. I like top golf, but that's not the same thing. I do too. I enjoy drinking while. Yeah, I was going to say, do you enjoy the drinks at yeah, Top Golf yeah. or the golf at Top Golf? I enjoy the sushi, man. They have these things. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, if y'all go out on golf course with JP, he's going to like beat your asses. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, oh, like, yeah. no, I mean, like he like walks the course like you're going to hate yourself after oh. it. Oh, really? Yeah, Fuck it's it, fucking shit. hot. Yeah. In a court. Y'all, yeah. no, listen, I have gone with JP on courses all over Kentucky. I'm a little ashamed of this, but not really. So we were at Kenny Perry's, which is it was super hot. There's no shade. There's no water on the course. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's a, that's a bugaboo of mine. But anyway, I was so hot. And, so, and when I get hot, I feel very inconvenienced and I get like really fussy. Mm-hmm. And I th- threw off my shoes and ran through the sprinklers on like the <laughs> fourth serious? green. That's awesome. JP was so embarrassed. And I was like, 
I have to do what I have to do. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, not that he would like beat your ass like in golf, but like you will hate yourself after that round because you are hot and sticky and like frustrated. I need, I need a cart. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I gotta have a I cart. Chafe. Uh, I would chase. Yeah, dude. Yes, yes. Yeah. Same. same. I, I went last time I same. played golf. I had like the worst swass on on the planet. Oh, dude. you, you yep. got walking into the, yeah, walking into the country club and just Kalu's the whole down whole down Grundle area yeah. was just chat. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, Grundle. Yeah, yeah. The Grundle. Taint. Taint. <laughs> Gooch. It's all stop. <laughs> Oh God, I've heard JP say that before. <laughs> oh God, JP knows. So yeah, gross. he knows. Yeah. Do you have I any? do have a shameless shout out. Okay. Uh, one more. This one's for me. Uh, okay. I am currently doing the Great Cycle Challenge mm-hmm. uh, this year. Or That's this wonderful, month. honey. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I did it last year. I was met with such great response. I decided I was going to do it again. This time, I've up my goal to 250 miles, and then trying to raise 500 dollars and. I've ridden, it says 125 miles right now. So Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, just in a month? Is that Just in one month. That's good, man. I have to ride that much. Uh, so, yeah, shout out. I've got a link to my donation page. If you follow me on Instagram, MochaBear459. Mm-hmm. Uh, find me on the Salumas or something like that. I'm also on Facebook. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job. Huh? Yeah, know, that's great. Man, yeah. I don't really have any big time shameless shout outs. I've kind of been a, a sloth this weekend. Um so yeah, baby. No, I, I can't. I, I have the name. Has JP done that for you? Has he? No. He can do that. Oh my god, he can do that voice, and it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Sloth love chunk. Rocky Road. Rocky Road. <laughs> yeah, JP can do it. It's funny. <laughs> no, it was it was too rain. Oh, you know what? I'll give a shout out to my boy Corey Link. Uh, I got to watch him play. Uh, at uh, Tid Balls, and I don't ever go out because I don't care for hipsters. And so I went to... Uh, says the, the guy who's kind of dressed like a hipster. Shit! I, he's got the Barack Obama collection on, always. Like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling good today, guys. I'm feeling... Let me make this clear. <laughs> let me, uh, I got these shoes because they were on sale. These were uh, Amazon special, $29.99. <laughs> but... Uh, um, yeah, I do want to give a shameless shout out to Corey Link and his band El Astronauta. Uh, they played at, at Tidballs and it was a good time. Uh, again, I, I'm not a fan of hipsters and uh, their culture and lifestyles. So uh, he I, just hates everybody for real. That's yeah, like, yeah. That's why he doesn't have any friends. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but uh, it, it was good getting to chill out there. <laughs> I hate you. Guys. <laughs> I was, the whole time I'm sitting there like, man, Corey's doing great, and I'm just like. I feel all awkward and shit like this, man. I should be doing something <laughs> different, but it was it was nice being able to to watch him play and stuff like that. So that was cool. Uh, also, shout out to my wife. She's on. She's been doing night shift uh, nursing and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, it's been. It's. I think that's probably why I've been kind of a sloth. I haven't been able to sleep very well. Um, when she's not in bed, yeah. Her. When she's yeah. not in bed, yeah. yeah JP absolutely. worked nights for a long time, and it yeah. was really difficult. Yeah, I yeah. went to sleep. I had to get you a body pillow. I need one pill. that's yeah, just one that's like shaped like Elizabeth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or, or put like, American or Tail like, in well, the like Blu-ray one, player. One you can just like put like her T-shirt on or something. Yeah, and just like, like her. Yeah, yeah. Because well, good. I didn't good, go to bed. Good job, like, Elizabeth. Yeah, I didn't go to sleep till five. She comes in and you just standing there in the doorway in your tidy whiteies. Like I've been missing you. I've been missing you all day. I could not sleep. I'm so tired right now. But uh, had a funny, uh, a funny uh, story yesterday. 
Uh, I guess this happens with with girls something like that. Um, her bra strap snapped or something like that at the hospital. Oh at my the hospital. god! And so I was, I was. That it, happened to me one time in a parking line. I had to have JP like, like rig it up. And, yeah, it, yeah. Yes. Well, I had to go. I, I had feel to run your pain, home. Elizabeth. Yeah, yes. I had to run home, go grab bra, and I was like, "How do I make this as awkward as possible?" Because I wanted to be like. Hey, who's the nurse with them big old warlocks, man? I'm not going to try to bring this bra <laughs> well, over her to say, her. You know, it's like, does she have a larger chest? Because if yeah. you're bigger chested and that breaks, you are like literally like shit out of luck. Yeah, she's you, like, like this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm so sorry to, that happened to yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, I had yes. to bring, bring one out. Is she working in the ER? No, no, she's in oncology. Oh, that would have been so cool if you were just like, I got an emergency. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've got we've got a nurse free boobing and free boobing. Free boobing. We gotta save her right now. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny. So so shameless shout out to her. She's probably still asleep right now because she has to go back in at seven o'clock. So she'll leave the oh, house at like six yeah. and then be, that's be tough. gone. That's a tough shift. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, that's all I've got. But. Uh, Guys, thank you all for listening to this episode. Uh, again, uh, depression is something that's very, very serious, and we want to mm-hmm. we want it to be something that we can all openly talk about because I feel like that's the first step towards. It's getting... important to destigmatize absolutely, it. absolutely, especially for men. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. First step towards getting towards any sort of healing. So, thank you all for your time and listening to this episode. Again, if you all need any sort of help. We are not professionals, but we'll do everything that we can to try and point you into the right direction. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's very, very important. And I want I want people like JP still around. And so if there's anything Yeah, you said that, that you I didn't want to live in a world that didn't have JP. Yeah, yeah, and that really, obviously really resonated with me because I yeah. also don't want to live in a world yeah, that doesn't have JP in it. Seriously. I, I meant that from yeah. the bottom of my heart. And yeah. So um, I, uh, I just want to thank you guys again for taking the time to listen. And if you guys have any questions, comments, concern, feedback, anything like that, hit us up on at the Salumist Podcast on Instagram. Jump on Facebook. Uh, at the, It's just the Salumist Podcast on there. Go to our website, www.thesalumist.com. Uh, we've got merch on there that you can buy. Uh, we also have, uh, if you want to just listen to the episodes on there, you can add slash listen or slash podcast. I'm sorry. And uh, you'll have, I know, like a list of all of our different episodes to listen to. Uh, so that's all I've got. Um, you guys enjoy your week. Kick all the ass out there. And we are out. Peace.